right. What about Donna Miller? Uh, we must be careful in the pageant that we neither hide Donald Miller nor put him forward. Because of the color of his skin? That's right. Yeah. Why? Come, Father. I think he should be treated like every other boy. Well, you yourself uh, singled the boy out for special attention. You held a private meeting with him at the rectory a week ago? Yes. What are we talking about? Donald Miller. The boy acted strangely when he returned to class. He did? When he returned from the rectory a little odd, yes. Can you tell us why? How did he act strangely? He... I'm not sure how to explain it. He... He laid his head on the desk and... Some... Do you mean you had some impression? Yes. And he come from the rectory, so... You're asking me. Mm. That's it. Hmm. 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 <clears throat> Did you want to discuss the pageant? Is that why I'm here? Is this what you wanted to discuss? This. we've seen. I'm your host, James Kent, and with me is my guest, Bill from Queens, Bill Muir. Welcome, Bill. Thank you for having me again, Jimmy. <laughs> You're welcome. Bill, I have one question for you. Yes. Do you like movies about gladiators? <laughs> I actually do, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> Bill, I have a second question for you. Yes. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> uh, once. <laughs> once. Not counting yourself. Yes. <laughs> oh, those airplane jokes. They never cease to get a rise out of me. Uh, all right. What are we doing this week? I think what we're going to do is we started this a few episodes ago, but we're going to go through the whole rest of the thing is... Uh, it's going to be Meryl Streep mania. Meryl Streep, did she deserve it? Where we take an in-depth hard look at the nominations for Best Actress and Supporting Actress from the Academy 21 times that Meryl Streep received a nomination. And the question is, did she deserve it every single time? So far, just from the couple that we've done, uh, it looked like she did. But we'll see as we worm our way through the 80s. Did she deserve it or not? Now, I just have to say, Jimmy, I'm, I may not be a natural fit for this uh, show in some ways because I Why don't want to that? upset you or anything because I'm not a huge Meryl Streep guy, Jimmy. Well, who said I was? That's the whole point. We're trying to find out. Look, I, I've told I you that my, I have some gripes that I feel like the Academy lazily just said, oh, Meryl Streep's in a movie. We're going to nominate her. Uh, fairly early on, I, I had sort of a little bit of ambivalence about Meryl Streep, and I'll tell you why, is that- um, Please do. Well, there was there was a priest 
when I was uh, a kid. And, you know, he came up to me, you know, he knew that I liked I movies and stuff. And he said, uh, do you like gladiator movies? Yeah, exactly. You're in confession. <laughs> he, he, he was, oh, you like movies. Um, well, you know, and he just, every time he saw me, he wouldn't stop talking about Meryl Streep. Okay. He was a huge. And, and it's like kind of, I always had that in my mind that this was kind of the target audience for, you know, a, a, a Meryl priest. Streep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I see where we're going. Okay. Thank you for playing. 1981. This is her first Best Actress nominee, and she was nominated for a movie that I f- saw years later, and I didn't think it was very good at all, is The French Lieutenant's Woman. I didn't like it. Yeah. All yeah. right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, like when you when you see trying to be trying to get romantic with uh, Jeremy Irons, it feels like you're getting uh, romantic with an ashtray. You know, like it just doesn't work for me. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, she was good. So I, and I don't have a replacement for her. So I, I feel like fine. Uh, the winner that year, and I do think was deserved, was Catherine Hepburn on Golden Pond. Absolutely. Just for the line where she looks at Dabney Coleman, who's afraid to go out in the dark, and he's like, "What's that over there?" And she's like, oh, "That's a lawn chair." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Anyways, then we talked about her for a few minutes last week. Marsha Mason, only when I laugh, no. <laughs> I don't know who I would have slotted in, but anybody, because that was terrible. Uh, not a very big performance, but it was really good. I mean, it really is more of a supporting if you think about it. But uh, Susan Sarandon, Best Actress, Atlantic City. Atlantic City. It, she, she was nominated for Best, not yeah. Supporting. No, Best. Interesting. She was mm-hmm. the lead. Anyways, uh, then I probably, if it wasn't Katherine Hepburn, this would be the best performance of the nominees was Diane Keaton for Reds. Yes. And I know you've you've recently you watched Teal it. Spoke yeah. about watching it again. It well, really he didn't see it. I, I I watched it. I thought I thought he did. Well he's seen it. He just hasn't watched it yeah. in years. He just, you know, he remembers seeing it. Yeah, he, he didn't rewatch it. Right. Because I rewatched it. Re- after that? When you guys were like talking Oh, about so it. you yeah, rewatched yeah. it. It's a weird movie. I think it's excellent. It is. It's the kind of movie that just doesn't get because it's about ideas and events, and it just doesn't the kind of movie that gets made anymore. No, no. Or, or you know, it, or I could see Netflix making something. Warren like Beatty is really good in it. He's always underrated yes. as an actor because he always seems like very aloof, and he plays aloof in this. But I mean, it, it's it's good. I like it. The thing with me with Warren Beatty is, you know, he he played football, and even when he, and he's a smart guy, but there are times that like where he's acting. Where he just comes across as like a quarterback who's just been like, you know, hit in the head a little bit. He's got this kind of, do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, oh. It's his star power. He never, he always feels like Warren Beatty. And that's why sometimes I think, oh, he's, you know, really good. But it's like, oh, it's Warren Beatty being very good. Because you never think for a second that he's anybody else other than Warren Beatty. He doesn't disappear into the role. True. And that's it. He is a star. Yeah. Okay. So 1982. Best Actress nominee again, and a winner this time. Probably hard to deny her. Uh, Sophie's Choice. Yeah. I mean, she's great. It's a very depressing Phenomenal. It's a depressing role, but I get it. You know, we all have our own personal favorites. So, like, I, that's not a movie I will revisit more than, like, the one time that I watched it because it's so freaking depressing. I mean, anybody. But she's who, great. Yeah, but she's great. But the movie that I've seen hundreds of times, one of my all-time favorites and personal favorite, even though I get that that Meryl Streep was better, uh, Julie Andrews, Victor Victoria. Yes, yeah, incredible. Love that movie. Uh, another movie that it's just great performance. I can only watch it the one time is Jessica Lange and Francis. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, that's a, you that's know, a tough, it's a little bit yeah. over the top. She was the belle of the ball that year because she was nominated and won for Tootsie for supporting. Another great performance, not a movie I've seen in years, but it is great. Uh, Sissy Spacek and Missing. Yes, and I've seen Missing recently. It's I, I'm a big Costa Gavra fan. I, it's a great performance. Yeah. I mean, actually, but at the same time, she doesn't come close to Meryl Streep. No, 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 no. I mean, when we talk about Meryl Streep, did she deserve it? Yes. And then the last uh, on the list, and this is another one that I think it's a great performance, is Deborah Winger, Officer and a Gentleman. Yes. I'm not a fan of the movie. Really? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, it's okay. Well, uh, you know, I understand. It's a product of the early 80s. So I like it. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sure the insignias are on the wrong shoulder that your dad would probably yes, exactly. comment, but okay. All right. So in 1983, the she wasn't going to win. She was absolutely not going to win um, in this year. She was nominated for Best Actress for Silkwood. I definitely think that she should have been nominated. And uh, Shirley MacLaine was the winner for Terms of Endearment. Nobody was going to win mm-hmm. except for maybe Deborah Winger for Terms of Endearment. Right. That was probably the person I would have voted if I wasn't voting for Shirley MacLaine. And then rounding out the top five is Julie Walters for Educating Rita and Jane Alexander for Testament. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's I've the five. So that. you re- you've never seen Testament? No. Uh, it's, it's a very small movie, and it's about Jane Alexander's performance. She's great. Yeah, I love Jane Alexander. So Silkwood. Best actress. I think she deserved it. A, a nomination. You had something you wanted to say about well, it. Well, you know, it's. I probably recall that I used to read Pauline Kael obsessively. I recall it. I recall it. <laughs> yes, and I will never forget. Uh, in her review of Silkwood, there's a scene where this Karen Silkwood character comes into the lunchroom and she like grabs a bite of like somebody's sandwich and she's very playful and she like flashes somebody. That's right. She does. As I do recall that. There's there's a whole scene where she comes in and she's being kind of flirtatious and she takes over. And it's one of these moments where I first started reading one of the knocks against Meryl Streep is not just her accents, but also the sense that she's very mannered in her performances and very studied. I just remember a lot of talk about that. Kale seizes upon that moment as being artificial and mannered and studied is uh, that's the, those are the terms that she uses and she contrasts her with Deborah Winger. And, and she talks about if Deborah Winger had played that scene, you would actually think that she was enjoying stealing that sandwich and taking it. Whereas like, for Meryl Streep, it's just, I have to move from point A to B to C, and this is what I'm doing. You know what? That is actually interesting, and I know exactly that moment, and in, I feel like moments like that in American film have only gotten worse over the years, where there's these things that are really poorly written. The writer's like, I need to introduce some aspects of the personality of this character, mm-hmm. so I'm going to have them walk in and flash the co-workers and eat a sandwich, and you're going to learn, oh, this is a person who's a little bit and crazy. Free spirit. Yeah. yeah. The problem is Meryl Streep, right? Every actor brings with them their own sort of history and what you think of them. And we just talked about Warren Beatty. Meryl Streep, she doesn't seem like that kind of person. So what I think Pauline Kale saying is, is that she didn't buy Meryl Streep as that in character. Whereas right. like Sally Field, when she's in Norma Ray. She really feels like someone who's doing her best, but isn't that great a mom and makes a lot of mistakes. And somehow she gets politically motivated and cares about something when she didn't really give a crap most of Mm -hmm. at the start of the film. Like she actually makes a character transition where Meryl Streep is just doing a really good performance. Right. 
And and uh, so so you would agree with Kale? You think it's a good? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I like her performance a lot better than Kale did. But on that scene, I know exactly what she's talking about, and I think that it's going to come into play later on when Meryl Streep starts getting nominations for basically being in a movie. And she's right. robbing other performances from getting nominated because people feel like, oh, Meryl Streep. And then when we get to Cry in the Dark, which, of course, has become almost meme-worthy, that's when she yes. was starting to take, oh, I'm going to be doing an accent in a movie a little too far. Okay, so now we're in 1985, right? And this is where things start to get a little sketchy for me. How so? Okay, <laughs> thanks for the leader. Well, she was in a film that I did not like. And I've never seen it a second time because I couldn't stand it. Maybe I would like it if I saw this again. Uh, she was nominated for Best Actress. The film won Best Picture that year. Uh, out of Africa. Right. I saw it in the theater. I did too. And this sort of kicked off the Meryl Streep's going to like do a flawless accent kind of thing. Right. She, she puts on a Danish accent as yes. uh, Isaac Dennison. Yes, she spent like several years of training in Australia, how to learn to perfect an American accent so that she could then perfect a Danish accent. I think that's how it goes, right? No, because <laughs> it's like every Australian actress <laughs> seems to know how to do an American accent. But yet Americans, isn't it funny though, when Americans now do a film in a different language or something, it's always like, what? That doesn't oh, wow. work. <laughs> yeah, but that must be how people in Australia are like, <laughs> Nicole Kidman, which I think she does a terrible American accent. But anyways, uh, so she did not win Best Actress that year. The winner, which made no sense to me either, it was sort of a career award for Geraldine Page in The Trip to Bountiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, I remember it and just kind of, eh. Yeah. Trip to Bountiful. I, I actually, you know, I thought, you know, it's one of these things that uh, everyone talked about how she was able, again, to transform herself. And, you know, she's We're talking about inhabit- Geraldine Page? Well, no, we're talking about, you know, her. Like, you know, how good was Meryl Streep's performance in that? Well, Africa? yeah, but before yeah. we go into that, we got to hear all the nominees. All right, sorry. I all right, so you have to, so. okay. Because, right, you hear the nominees and say, A, out of those, okay, well, maybe it, it, she definitely didn't deserve to win. But, like, then the question is, you look at these nominees and say, well, who was robbed? So, right. Uh, all right, so Geraldine Page, Trip to Bountiful, mm-hmm. whatever. Anne Bancroft, Agnes of God. Now I'm thinking there's the ridiculous nomination of the of the bunch. Over the top. Over the top. Shouldn't have been nominated, in my opinion. The winner, in my opinion, of the five nominated should have been Whoopi Goldberg for the color purple. Absolutely. And then the fifth nominee, also definitely deserving of a nominee, was Jessica Lang for Sweet Dreams. Yeah, she was good in that. But I'm going to offer up two nominees that didn't make it. They were definitely in awards discussion. And I think that there was room for at least one of them. Uh, Norma Alondro for the official story. And that was really about uh, the stuff that went on in Argentina in, Argentina, in the 70s yeah. and, and dealing with all that. And then this is one where I just don't think she got the love from the Academy at the time. They would make it up to her in a couple of years. But share for Mask. Yeah, she was really good in that. Yeah, but so now you're like, hmm, Cher or Meryl Streep out of Africa. Right. Yeah, Cher, Cher was fantastic, I thought, in, in Mask. I, I, now, did you get anybody else in 85 that was that was uh, tickling your fancy that should have been in there? Nothing I can really kind of think of, but, you know, but. Um, Glad you did your research. <laughs> I was counting on you. 
you know, I, I thought that Meryl Streep was was very good in the performance and I could see why she got nominated. It's it's not completely ridiculous that she did. Um, but yeah, I think you're absolutely right about Geraldine Page. It's just sort of uh, awarding her for everything she had done for years. And now this is funny. 87. She was nominated again for what I mean. This is the question. Should she really have been nominated as Best Actress or Supporting Actress? She was nominated for Best Actress for Ironweed. Mm-hmm. Is it a lead performance or is it a supporting performance? She's not even really in it in the first 45 minutes. I, uh, you're right. I'd say it is more of a supporting performance. That's all I'm saying on that. All right. So I don't know if she deserved a Best Actress, maybe supporting there. There's the, there's the one scene that they always show in Ironweed of her singing yes, of the course. song in the bar. And she does that like really, really well. So she gets a nomination for Best Actress, not a supporting. <laughs> okay. Winner, though. Winner was Cher Moonstruck. Mm-hmm. She gets the makeup for the non-nominee of Mask. Yeah. She's also up against uh, Glenn Close for Fatal Attraction. Yeesh. I don't think that movie would be anything today, but it was a big sensation then. Right. Holly Hunter, Broadcast News. She was phenomenal in that. Oh, see, I, now we have a disagreement. I really liked her in that. Didn't think it was that great a movie. You know, it's very fun. Tried many times, right? Because I'm like, this is the time that it's going to all click for me. And then I have the same reaction that it's like, it's okay. Look, it's it's kind of a, um, a fancier version of the Mary Tyler Moore show. I mean, I'll give Holly Hunter a nomination. I'm going to give it to her. Yeah. I, I, just, I thought she was great. I thought she was terrific in it. Yeah. I, I, so who else? <laughs> this is the last nominee. This is one's kind of like she lobbied. Like, I remember this. Uh, she lobbied hard, hard, hard for nomination, took out her own ads, et cetera. Yes. You know who it is? It, um, Sally, Sally Kirkland. Kirkland for Anna. And I've seen the movie. Never, I never saw it. I saw it and it's very, very meh. Yeah. And she was in a couple of parts after that and everything, but it's just, um, I, I remember just feeling like that the whole thing was that the movie was um, very, just eh. in fairness, Meryl Streep, did she deserve a nomination for Iron Reed? Sure. I still think supporting actress, but she's better than Sally Kirkland, right? Mm-hmm. And Anna. But Definitely. is she better than Faye Dunaway and Barfly? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, Faye, right. Faye, Dunaway, <laughs> Faye Dunaway is incredible. In right. Barfly. Didn't get a nomination. Really, really terrific. And then at the time, I have not seen this movie since it was in the theater. I worked at the movie theater, so I'd see these films. I thought she was great in this film. It was probably the last performance that I thought she was really good in. Possibly a nominee. I'm not I'm not disappointed she didn't get nominated, but Barbara Streisand for nuts. I hear the crickets. I hear the crickets. Wasn't that Martin Ritt that directed that? <laughs> that was Martin Ritt. It wasn't Sidney Lumet, right? It feels Lumet. But I thought it was Martin Ritt, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure it is. And I'm turning it, the page. Uh, Here, look. We're going to move on. <laughs> we say no more. Because you know what? 1988, she's back with her accents. She was nominated for Best Actress for Cry in the Dark. Because the dingo and, ate my baby. <laughs> and now we kind of ridicule that performance. But The dingo's got my baby! What? Because you're listening to Dingo and the Baby. Dingo and the Baby. Oh, baby. I mean, again, it's one of these things where she seemed to completely inhabit the character. Yeah, but the only problem is she's so unsympathetic that you're kind of rooting for her to be found guilty. (laughs) It's the first time in history a performance actually makes you want her to be found guilty instead of, you know, freedom. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I can't deny it was good, but boy, I just don't like that movie. The one thing that I, I think is kind of interesting about it, just kind of showing the way that the press just sort yeah. of leaped to suspicion uh, about this and how she's tried in um, in public and, you know, and how her personal life is turned upside down. It really is this, this sort of nightmare of a movie in some ways. But yeah, it's not like a real pleasant film to sit through. No. You know, I remember seeing it on cable, I think twice, and that was it. I was oh, just two like, times. Okay. I saw yeah. the theater. And then the person who won Best Actress, similar, it was a courtroom drama and also maligned in the press, etc. Jodie Foster and the Accused. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. And then she was up against Glenn Close, again, bridesmaid, never a bride, for Dangerous Liaisons. I thought a great performance, actually. Definitely. Yeah. Then here's a little bit, for me, I know it was popular at the time, it's probably a little bit of a head scratcher for Best Actress, but Melanie Griffith for Working Girl. She was definitely good. I remember that was very popular time. What what what's your knock against it? It's just whatever, you know. I mean, it's amazing because she was actually fired from the film um, for her her incessant coke use, and <laughs> then she had to go to rehab. And then Mike Lee, Mike Nichols, Mike Nichols said she could come back, but only she went to rehab. So she had to go there. They took a little time off and she came back, did the film, got an Oscar nomination. Right. But, you know, it's a fine, I guess, you know, it's comedies should also get a chance to be nominated, right? It's funny comedic performance, but it was probably her highlight reel, right? She never did anything as good ever again. No. I'm, I'm, you know, Cherry 2000. That was before. I know. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. She was at the pinnacle at Working Girl. Come on, stay with me. And then the last nominee, you know, whatever. I saw the film. It was okay. Sigourney Weaver, Gorillas in the Mist. Got any, did you have any people that you'd slot in there now? Again, I think Cry in the Dark, even though I don't really like the movie, you you can't deny that she should get the nomination there. Yeah, no, I I can absolutely see that. Um, The performance that really kind of stuck with me from that year a little bit is actually more some of the supporting performances. Okay. Well, that doesn't, we're not getting into that because this is is category specific. I only have one person that was definitely in conversation. Maybe it wasn't. A fully elite performance? I don't know. But of course, the way that the Academy goes, it could have certainly slotted in there. I maybe have uh, slotted her in over Melanie Griffith would be Susan Sarandon for Bull Durham. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was a good performance. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. <laughs> so now we, we 89 gets a reprieve, but 90. We're going into the 90s now. Uh, Meryl Streep. And I think this is ridiculous, but you're going to have to give me some names to consider if we're going to knock her out of the category. Uh, Meryl Streep was nominated Best Actress for Postcards from the Edge. Right. (laughs) Mike Nichols again. The reason I think she was nominated was because, quite frankly, she was kind of going against type. It was a lighter performance. Yeah, right. But see, this is the thing you were talking about back with your uh, Pauline Kale comments is that – you, I don't buy her as that character. Yeah. Like, I don't buy her. I think she was miscast. And you're not a best actress if you're miscast in the role. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. You like, Yeah, she was playing against type. And I didn't buy her for one second as an addict. <laughs> didn't. Didn't. Yeah, but, but I mean, but the but, thing but, but that but I thought was good. And then, of course, she no, sings no, no. country music and that. She sings country music and that. But the thing also that I think is is that you, you usually don't see her being glib and clever. I, I thought she was she was good doing that. I, I think you you're know, umming a lot. That means you're not confident. 
No, no, no. But actually, there, I mean, there are a few other people. Go through the rest of the nominations, and there's one or two other people that I can think of. The winner, she was, I don't, I mean, it wasn't my favorite performance of the year, but maybe the best of the five nominees, Kathy Bates from Misery. Right. She wasn't going to lose that year. No. A performance that I've grown to love over the years, but it took several uh, viewings for me to realize how great she was. And she kind of got nominated for that and another performance. They don't usually nominate you twice in the same category with uh, Angelica Houston for The Grifters, but she was also great in The Witches. She should have won for, she was also great in what? What did you say? The Witches. Yeah. 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 She's was, I, I great. But, but I think <laughs> honestly, <laughs> The Grifters, <laughs> The Grifters, I think she, that was the best performance that year. Yeah. I think very I, good. Over time, I've grown to love that and I've never seen uh, Misery a second time. <laughs> Right. I've seen the grifters like eight times. <laughs> yeah. And and her performance is um just really yeah. hard edged, really strong. Um so yeah, I would definitely put that over that. Go ahead. So who are the other nominees? That- and of course, the sensation, and I know best actress, Julia Roberts for Pretty Woman. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Come but it was a sensation. We're not going to, we can't touch it. It's like, it's a sacred ground. Um, and then this one, come on. This one's, again, I really wish you had some alternatives you could slot in here. But I do. I do. Jo- okay. Joanna Woodward for Mr. and Mrs. Bridge. Oh my the God. Geraldine Page nomination. That was a snooze fest. I saw that in the theater and it was like, ah, let me out. <laughs> was that Merchant Ivory? It was, yes. So I, look, in terms of in, who actually I thought they gave a very good performance that year and that didn't get nominated. I, yeah. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump in. It was Sofia yeah. Coppola for Godfather Three, right? <laughs> I well, written down. I couldn't wait to yeah, do that. That's right. I was gonna, Dad. <laughs> oh boy, her reading her her line delivery of that, Dad, when she great <laughs> film director, but not the best actress. And I do feel terrible for her being put in that position. But now, yeah. in a serious note, give me some names. I would actually say Mia Farrow and Alice. I thought she was yep, really good. good in that. And like, if you're gonna, I think if you're gonna nominate. Meryl Streep for Postcards from the Edge. I think Mia's performance was, you know, every bit as good as that. Yeah. Well, that's what I think is I think that Meryl Streep's star power when it comes to awards overshadows good performances that were equally or better than hers just because, you know. I, I think you're I think you're right. And I think it's it's a kind of brand recognition that people have and they immediately it's just like they're walking by on the shelf in terms of and it's like, oh, it's a Meryl Streep. Get that. So, okay. So, there's, so you have one or do you have any others? That no, also, that's the one that just okay. kind of comes to that mind. That can be a great. All right. Then this is where you have a gap, a gap of several years that Meryl Streep's missing in action. And she comes roaring back, 1995. This is a movie that honestly I shouldn't have liked, but I loved. It was actually in my, probably my top 10 or maybe even top five that year. I thought it even deserved to be nominated for Best Picture. I thought she was fantastic in this film. And I was happy that Meryl Streep got a nomination for Best Actress for The Bridges of Madison County. Mm-hmm. It's really good, right? It is. And, and I, it's not something that I really want to like. I know, but you can't. You gotta, it's a good movie. I, I will give it to it. Yes, There's a lot absolutely. of chemistry between her and Clint Eastwood. And there, it's just- there really is. And quite frankly, just it has the thing in you talk about in terms of chemistry, just the looks that she gives him are absolutely terrific. It was a great performance. So, and she plays Italian in that. And yet it's an accent that's softened. Yeah. From like years of living there. So it's really uh, it's so good. The thing I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I'd heard a story that Clint Eastwood said when they were going to start doing the movies, like, you're not going to do one of those accent things, are you? <laughs> <laughs> 
And she was just like, you kind of hear these stories sometimes from people when they work with Clint that like, he'll say something in the beginning and they'll be like, what the hell? What? 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 <laughs> Well, she did. I never read the book. It's a very, almost a sketched book. So I don't know if her character was supposed to be Italian in that. I don't know. No, it was. Well, she was always an Italian war bride. And that, um, you know, what they did, I think they added the framing device with right. the kids. Oh, yeah. That's the thing that was that was added on to the film that wasn't in the book. No, I, I, I love that movie thoroughly. And I thought she deserved it. So when we have the Meryl Streep, did she deserve it? In 95, she absolutely should have been nominated. She shouldn't have won only because I, I do care for one performance even more, but she would have been my number two that year. My number three performance of the year was the winner, Susan Sarandon for Dead Man Walking. Yeah. She was great. She was she was good. She was good. I won't take that away from her. But not as good as Elizabeth Shue in Leaving Las Vegas, who should have won the Oscar. Absolutely. She, she was great. But also, I would say, I really did like Sharon Stone in Casino. That's up next. She got nominated. I think that's ridiculous. I don't think she was a lead performance. And she, once she started really hooking up with Lester Diamond or whatever. <laughs> James Woods. James Woods character. It really annoyed me, but I guess it's good performance. So, you know. I think it's a very good performance. And so go ahead. So who else is around? And then the last on the least, another good performance movie. I didn't really care for that much. I just, it was one of those bad for me was Emma Thompson, Sense and Sensibility. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say the one the one thing that's not there uh, that I think should be Jennifer Jason Lee, Georgia. Was that 95? Oh, my God. She was so good. Yeah, she was good. I mean, you talked about how like you, how like somebody singing a song can like really be a power. And there's this moment where she's singing and it just falls like it's it, she's not doing a good job and it's just so powerful. Okay, so I who think. do you slot out? Who do you take out? Who do you take out of those five to make room for Jennifer Jason Lee? Um, you know, on general principle, I'm just going to say Emma Thompson. Okay, so you're taking Emma <laughs> Thompson out. Well, if we're going to keep her in there, and I think that's a good, I am also going to take Sharon Stone out in place for Tony Collette for Muriel's Wedding. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> just saying, I think it's a better performance. <laughs> and you know what? Also a better performance, in my opinion. What? Nicole Kidman for To, to Die For. Oh, yeah, she's good. She's really good in that. I've forgotten about that. Yep. That's uh, 95. Was it nine? Now it was 96 was Breaking the Waves, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, don't worry. We're not going that year because uh, Meryl Streep wasn't nominated. Okay. <laughs> but now, now we're getting into the good stuff. This is where I think, oh, rubber stamp time for Meryl Streep. This is, to me, category fraud. Okay. 1998. She's nominated for Best Actress for One True Thing. I've never seen it. It's a supporting role. Renee Zellweger is the is the lead in that movie. And she's basically just, she, you know, she's dying of cancer. She's on a couch most of the time. And it's good as a supporting role, but come on. No way. Not best actress. Never, ever seen it. It's not a good movie, in my opinion. Okay. So she didn't win anyway. She wasn't going to win. The winner that year, and we already know the controversy because she should never have won. You did an episode. Was Gwyneth Paltrow for Shakespeare in Love. Mm -hmm. because Kate Blanchett for Elizabeth should have won slam dunk one of the best performances of the decade I'm not sure how she lost to Gwyneth Paltrow for Shakespeare in Love yeah no that's that's just terrible another great performance 
because I actually saw the film in the theater. It is fantastic. Fernanda Montenegro for Central Station. Yeah, I didn't see it. That's it's exciting. Film, dude, you got to check that out. It is great. Maybe someday it'll come on Criterion. Honestly, you're going to love that movie. It's fantastic. Then the fifth nominee was great, but I think that this is makeup for not getting nominated for Breaking the Waves. Emily Watson for Hillary and Jackie. Yeah, very good performance, but you're absolutely right. It's a makeup. It's, it's nowhere near... Uh, I mean, Breaking the Waves is tremendous, her yeah. performance. And- so I have several candidates that I would have liked to have seen in The Best Actress, and I would have – these are probably taking uh, Meryl Streep's spot and Emily Watson's spot. Okay, so? So for me – and this to me was one of my favorite performances of the year, and over time I've, I've always loved it and still loved it. Jennifer Lopez for Out of Sight. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Then another – Actress, I think it's because the movie was so low budget, and I thought she was a slam dunk, but I guess they were like a slam dunk for the Indie Spirit Awards only. Ali Sheedy for High Art. Yeah, I I remember that. That's right. I remember that performance. Yeah, that was very good. And you're right. I think it was probably too low budget maybe or something. I, I forget, but yeah. A comic performance that I thought was great, that was worthy of consideration. Christina Ricci, Opposite of Sex. Okay. But I mean, for me, Jennifer Lopez should have taken the one true thing spot. I watched a clip of one true thing prepping for this. And that's <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and just I saw the scene. And I was just like, oh, come on. I, I really, I, I have no desire to see this. Now, the next year is kind of hard because I didn't see this film. And I tried. I tried recently, but you cannot get it anywhere. Uh, she was nominated for Best Actress for one of those white savior movies, Music from the Heart. Yes. Have and you seen it? I, I have not seen all of it, but I know a little bit about education and the <laughs> character that she plays. is based on a true person. I understand. And <laughs> uh, it's the sort of person who I would, I don't know, walk the other way if I saw them coming. Oh, ouch. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. It is this kind of white savior narrative and it's just, it's, um, ugh. So I just have I have a personal reaction. Yeah, but because we're throwing it out there, I I do want to try to see it. I'm keeping it on my radar. I always like to see all the movies that she was nominated for. And so this is one that kind of sits out there that I didn't see. Um, but she wasn't going to win because the winner, uh, she had some competition, but the winner and champion wasn't going to lose. Hillary Swank, Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, she was fantastic, fantastic in that. It's funny. Hilary Swank, she either is in 90% of the films terrible or miscast or not appealing or Oscar winning. There's really no (laughs) higher dry. Like she makes Boys Don't Cry and then she makes Million Dollar Baby. Two great performances that were just, you couldn't deny them those years, right? Uh, Annette Benning was her biggest competition, uh, Hilary Swank's, for American Beauty. But uh, Hilary Swank deservedly won. Yeah, Absolutely. I would say. I mean, it's funny. Do you, would you consider Annette Benning more of a supporting in American Beauty? No, I think she had. An, I mean, yes, she supported. Uh, uh, what's his name? The man who shall not be named. There, yes. um, David Gale. But, but uh, yeah, David Gale. But uh, she definitely had a big part. I don't think it was supporting. I think that the the one who was supporting was the daughter. Right. She didn't get nominated. Or or her friend could have been nominated for supporting. Mina Suvari, yeah. Yeah. Um, so either one of those two would have been a, would have would have been a supporting. Um, Annette Benning definitely best actress, but maybe because her role wasn't so upfront. And the fact is, I mean, Hilary Swank was just it was amazing performance. Transformative, right? Right. 
So, I mean, because, you know, as good as American Beauty w- was for her, like, you, you always were like, oh, that's Annette Benning doing a great role, right? <laughs> but whereas Hilary Swank, you're just thinking, that's the character. That's that person. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. she, and the thing that worked was that you really didn't know who Hilary Swank was. I did. The Karate Kid 4, <laughs> the new Karate Kid or whatever. And she was also on 90210. Okay, we don't need to know why I know who she was. Uh, my number two that year. And if Hillary Swank hadn't come along, it would have been my absolute favorite uh, actress performance that year was Janet McTeer for Tumbleweeds. Yeah. And I, I remember that. I remember seeing- Low budget, not that great a movie, but- Low budget, know. yeah. And, um, you know, I think she's a, a fine actress. That was pretty good. That's right. I remember you rating that pretty highly that year. Well, also, you know, at the time, I didn't. I never had seen her before. I didn't know that she was British or Irish. I, I, I didn't know. I thought she was American. Right. Right. And she, she fooled me. I didn't be like, man, that accent was a little weird. And then I seen it again a few times, and it's like, no, this is she's she's spot on. Yeah, she's very good. Another film. I saw this in the theater. Beautiful looking movie. And I remember the performance being very good, but I really don't, I couldn't tell you anything about it other than there's a character that dies at the end, is The End of the Affair, Julianne Moore. Right. Yeah. It's a um, great book. Um, the adaptations, you know, like you said, it's beautiful looking. Roger Pratt. Right. Who shot some Mike Lee movies, by the way. That's Did he? Which ones did he do? Um, I think he shot High Hopes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not a performance that really stands out to me as being particularly strong. And then music, the heart. Do you know? Okay. So I have one. I'm going to steal it from you. I think this is what you're going to go with. I'm going to say Reese Witherspoon. That's my God. I got got Reese Witherspoon for election. She should have been nominated for best actress. Absolutely. No question. Yep. So I'm either taking Julianne Moore out or I haven't seen music from the heart, but I'm feeling like- I saw enough of it. I just find- it's so like, ugh. Okay. so I, I would do that. So Reese Witherspoon, she deserved it. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. 2002. Now, now here's an interesting thing. We're getting to a, did she deserve it? Where I think she deserved to win and didn't win. Here's a category where she was nominated for supporting actress. I thought she was the winner that year, but the Academy thought differently. So I okay. thought that Meryl Streep, we talk about playing against type. She absolutely deserved to be nominated, but also she should have won for adaptation. Right. She's fantastic, right? She's good. I think she's funny, yeah. Okay, well, (laughs) maybe you're more of a Catherine Zeta-Jones Chicago fan because that's the winner. I know. Actually, I, I scratched that on, on adaptation because I she maybe tied my book because the person, I had to look back into the lists I used to keep. And the person at the time that I rated for Best Supporting Actress, who it was a tough competition because I thought she was going to win, Kathy Bates for About Schmidt. Right. I've never seen that. I know that. Uh, oh, no way. Never You've never seen, seen About Schmidt? I've never seen it. No. Oh, you got to check that out. It's a good one. <laughs> I just, isn't that the, the one where she comes in the hot tub with Jack Nicholson? Yeah, that's great. But you know what, you know what I like about that is Jack Nichol, you know, Jack Nicholson, right? We talk about those over-the-top Al Pacino performances. Jack Nicholson! <laughs> but he is very understated in About Schmidt. And that's what's kind of cool. He kind of reminded me a little bit about my dad too, which you know, my dad was kind of unlikable to me. And I watched that. I'm like, that. my dad's a lot like the, the Schmidt guy. He doesn't really understand how he's offensive to others. <laughs> so uh, that that's a movie I really think you should check out. Right. Probably, you know, I'm glad for her getting the nomination, but probably maybe the weakest of the batch 
Queen Latifah for Chicago. Right. Um, you know. She really has that one song, right? Yeah, she does. And she's, you know, whatever. This one I, is also a little bit questionable because I know, well, I know Teal hates this movie. I didn't, I didn't hate it as much, but Julianne Moore for the hours. Not a fan. Yeah. So who would I slot in? And maybe I would take Queen Latifah or Julianne Moore out. I would put in Emily Watson for Punch Drunk Love. Right. That's just my... So you got anybody that you would have slotted in supporting? I'm trying to think. I'm going to pass. Now we're going to 2006. A few more years jump. And this is, again, it's more category fraud. And I'm blaming the Academy. And if it was a supporting performance... I'm all for it. I'm all for a nomination. But for Best Actress for Devil Wears Prada, which is absolutely a supporting role. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> you're absolutely right. You're, at, you're as, as focused on... Um, Rachel getting married there. <laughs> Why am I blanking? Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yeah, that's Anne Hathaway's movie. The Devil, yes, she plays uh, the boss and she's great as this, you know... Evil boss, but it's not a best actoring performance. No, I, I, I agree. I agree, but I think it really is the sense that um, there is at times a line that that can be crossed. Look at you, by Devil star- wears Prada apologist. Well, no, I, I just have to say because a character can have such a presence. Yeah, like in like in Silence of the Lambs, that was clearly a supporting a performance, but you know, right. And, and the thing is, sometimes their absence almost is a kind of presence because you're almost, it's sort of like the shark in Jaws. You know? uh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. But I don't, but, uh, you know, again, I'm, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, but you know, here's the thing though. I don't have anybody I can slot in of the five nominees. So you're going to have to help me out if you, if you have anybody. But the winner wasn't going to lose, shouldn't have lost. Uh, my favorite performance that year, Helen Mirren for The Queen. She was very good. Yeah. Uh, another, probably my second favorite film uh, or performance of the year, uh, Penelope Cruz for Volver. I never saw it. Oh, fantastic. Then I think this is where probably should have been maybe the supporting performance. They they actually both got nominated. One got supporting, one got lead, and they should have been reversed. But uh, Judy Dent for Notes on a Scandal. She was really the supporting performance. Yeah. And Kate Blanchett was really the lead, right? The lead. Yes. And I think Kate Blanchett was nominated for supporting. <laughs> uh, she was, I think, yeah. Whatever. Um, also, another, it's funny, this is another actress, maybe we would do this on a Did She Deserve It in a few years from now. Oh, God. I think but, I I, but I actually thought this is one of the performances that I really think she did deserve it. It's great. Is Kate Winslet for Little Children. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good performance. I like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, Jim, yeah, sure, yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> Don't hurt me, kid. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Okay, we're going to move on. See how fast we're doing this thing. Chip, chip, chop. Good. 2008, Best Actress. Meryl Streep was nominated for Doubt. Absolutely deserved a nomination. Here's your priest tie Here's my priest. Exactly. <laughs> You've been waiting. <laughs> waiting to serve it up. Spike. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And, and, she's, and she's terrific in it. And um, my, my parents, my parents always just say, like, just again, perfect. She know, was in fantastic every, in this movie. Yeah. I thought she should absolutely have been nominated for Best Actress. Mm-hmm. But she didn't win. Who won that? Instead, Kate Winslet. Oh, once again. For the reader. <laughs> the most ridiculous nomination. We didn't talk about category fraud. Have you seen this movie, The Reader? I haven't. It's A, it's terrible. It's a little offensive. And it's clear as day that Ken- Kate Winslet was a supporting actress in the movie and she even was nominated for supporting actress at the Globes. Everyone thought she was going to be. 
but good old Harvey put her in as best actress and she beat herself out because she really should have been nominated for Revolutionary Road. Right. Another one I haven't seen. And if she had won Best Actress for The Revolutionary Road, I might not have thought that was the best performance of the year. I was one of the five, but I would have been happier than for The Reader, which was an embarrassment of a film. Right. Person that I thought should have been Best Actress that year, it's just my own personal preference, Anne Hathaway for Rachel Getting Married. Yeah, that's that's a very good performance. I like that. Playing against type. (laughs) And I bought it. I'm just cracking myself up over here. Who else Who else was nominated? Well, I'm getting there. This one just feels like it's like, really? They nominated her? And I think it's because the year before she wasn't nominated for a pretty good performance. Uh, so Angelina Jolie was nominated for Changeling. Okay. You know, uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. The dingo stole Daddy my baby. missing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she wasn't nominated for, was it Frozen Heart or something Heart? where she played the journalist's wife. Uh, You mean the Daniel Pearl? Yeah, and she was really good in that. Yeah. So, you know, that's sort of like, oh, we got to give her a makeup. And then a pretty good performance, I thought. Uh, The last nominee was Melissa Leo for Frozen River. Never saw it. Yeah, it was good. Okay, so here's my two performances that I thought were better than that Kate Winslet, the reader, and probably better than, you know, Angelina Jolie or Melissa Leo would be Kristen Scott Thomas for I Loved You So Long. Never saw it. French movie. She actually plays French, a woman who's come out of prison for killing her child. There's a lot more to the story, though. Uh, It's fantastic. And then... A movie that I didn't see at the time, so I couldn't have weighed in, but having seen it in recent years, it's such a phenomenal performance is Sally Hawkins for Happy Go Lucky. That's, again, that's the that Mike Lee one as well. No. What what else? Did you see anything in 2008 you felt there should have been? Off the top of my head. I, I really, again, it's it's the other stuff that I, I really tend to like were more supporting performances like Marissa Tomei and The Wrestler. That was incredible. Oh, yes. Love the ah, yeah. The wrestler seems like that's right up your alley, right? Yeah, it is definitely. So I would, you know, but again, the supporting actress. Okay. All right. So 2009. Here's another one where I'm just. I know she ripped off somebody because she should not have been nominated for best actress for this. I, I don't even know if it was a. I, maybe it's a supporting performance, and if it was, I'd be a little bit more forgiving. But as a best actress performance, no. It was complete caricature in my opinion, and I didn't even think it was that good. It was uh, Meryl Streep and Julia and Julia. Yes. I'm pretty sure that John Belushi's character of Julia Child was way better <laughs> than Meryl. She didn't even look like her. She didn't sound. It was ridiculous. It was terrible. Yeah, I agree. Were, uh, you know, it's, um, uh, I, I think, not a good call on that one. It's a flashback role. Like, it's Amy Adams' movie. But they just, this is where they're like, check in a box every chance they could. But the winner, of course, the great Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side. Do you like that performance? It's not that it's a bad performance, but I mean, uh, Oscar nomination worthy or award worthy? No way, man. You're you're hemming and hawing. No, no, no. It was a big hit, wasn't it? I guess it was a hit. (laughs) So what if it was a hit? I'm talking about whether it deserved it. I know. Well, (laughs) see, I'm going to say probably not. But, you know, I'm I'm trying to think really what else that year that like really jumps out at me. Well, let me just look ahead. Uh, I don't have a lot of, you didn't write any people. Yeah, but the winner, the best actress, no. Helen Mirren, The Last Station, never saw it. Never saw it. The old Gabourey Sidibe, precious. Sure. I, yeah. I think that's probably a better call. Yeah. But for me, the performance of the year 
was nominated, in my opinion, should have won Carrie Mulligan for an education. Never saw it. Shame. 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 Dude, get off of my program. <laughs> you need to check it out. It's great. You know, we're hitting we're hitting a period where you know, I understand I, you I, have I, excuses. I, I had kids too, buddy. Yeah, okay. um, just saying <laughs> that you can go back now. Now you should put that on your radar. And education is a good movie, and you're going to see it. And you're like, Jimmy, you know the thing is that was a really good movie. <laughs> Shame. Jot it down. I did. Okay. So you don't have anybody from 2009 that you're feeling, you know, no. that Meryl Streep. I know she took it away from somebody. I just don't have the names. <laughs> I know there's a really bad uh, segment because I don't have all these people to like, you know, back up my cause. But 2011, I'm ready. I am ready, ready, ready. Okay. So let's hear it. Okay. This is not, I don't think, a strong year to like say, well, she's better than other actresses uh, in the category. But just on merit alone, this movie I hated. I thought it was a movie of the week. And I think that, you know, it's 2011. You'll go to 2020 and I think there's a little bit of a, a looking back and saying, why were we even honoring this person with a biopic? The yes. Iron Lady. She wins yes. Best Actress for playing Margaret Thatcher. Yes. I, I actually think it's somewhat of an embarrassing performance. You know, I, I just found the whole movie abysmal. She won. She did. It's terrible. She should not have won. They just wanted to give her an Oscar so bad. I, I think she did. You know, it's, it's one of these things we talk about in terms of like. I think she she produced the whole movie because she wanted to win an Oscar and play that role. And that's what's obnoxious. Did she produce it? I think she did. Wow. Her company, okay. you know, they wanted to. It was. Uh, ugh. Do you have anything you want to say in a defense of the Iron Lady? You know, he, here's the thing is that. Again, it's one of these things where it's a very kind of cold technical performance in a way. And, and that's kind of the thing that Margaret Thatcher always was kind of putting on something of a performance sort of. Okay. And so there's a quality to it where I, I think it works. And I think that she, she pulls off a very good imitation of that's Thatcher. my problem it feels like an imitation under makeup to look like it and i just didn't buy that there's a lot of problems that have to do with the writing and directing of that movie but right. again i that's just for, for it's, her it's, to a won very, the Oscar, it's a very difficult thing to imitate a public figure and someone who's so well known i mean think about like anthony hopkins as nixon Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. I hate it. I hate it. He and, does, it yeah. And even I got to tell you, I, you know, I think um, uh, Philip Baker Hall in um, yeah the one that's on Criterion as well that Robert Altman did is not like, you know, because everyone knows Nixon and it ends up becoming an impersonation. I thought Frank Langella did as good a job as you kind of could. That was probably the best uh, Nixon impersonation, right? But there's still John Frost kind of imp- Nixon. But there's still impersonations, kind yeah. of. But you're absolutely. But Langella did it really, really well. And I, I think that's the thing is that it's very difficult to do a performance of a, a public figure, somebody that you know so well, because they're, I they're agree. Really, and so I thought she did a fine job. You know, in terms of that, whether or not she should win. Okay, okay go ahead. Well, so our you, competition's you- Glenn Close for Albert Nobbs. Come on. <laughs> no, shouldn't have been nominated. The winner probably out of the five should have been Viola Davis for The Help. Okay, yeah. And then uh, Rudy Mara, the girl with the dragon tattoo. I kind of thought she did a good job. I thought did a fine job, but I actually like the Swedish films. Uh, I thought. I'm just telling you out of the five. I can go yeah. on the five. And then this is another performance that I thought, again, a little bit more caricature. Didn't look like her at all. And it was hard to like 
get past that. Michelle Williams were my week with Marilyn. Right. So I got two performances that I think should have gotten in, at least over like uh, Glenn Close for Albert Nobbs and maybe Michelle Williams. And it's a comedy performance, right, so but you got? Kristen Wiig for Bridesmaids. Okay. Crickets from hell. <laughs> and Charlize Theron for Young Adult. I've never seen that. Well, you got anybody? No. You, you're like, I didn't go to the movies in 2011. I didn't. <laughs> Let Close and Albert Knob stand. All right. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let uh, the Iron Lady take it. It's fine. Uh, that's, 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 a, that's awfully a shame. Shame. 2013, she's back stealing accolades away from people again. August, Osage County, Best Actress. I, I saw the poster for that. And said that's enough. I've seen the poster. I, I said, you know, I, I I don't know who would go to see this movie, but I don't want to know them. I haven't seen the film. I actually, you know, again, as part of this, I was going to go back and say, well, it's one of the couple of performances I haven't seen of hers. I better go check it out. Couldn't find it for available for free. However, when it was on cable, I don't know, several years ago, I caught a few minutes and it was like, oh, let me see how she is in this film. And it's, again, against type and ridiculous. I watched uh, YouTube clips oof, oof, because oof, I oof. had no idea. So I watched some YouTube clips and, you know, it, it just really seemed kind of everything that I expected it to be. And, uh, you know, so I was definitely not into it. And she wasn't going to win anyway, because Kate Blanchett was the winner for Blue Jasmine. And of course, if that movie came out a few years later, she wouldn't even be nominated because <laughs> the Woody Allen cancel culture. Yeah, the kiss of death. Yeah, but she got nominated. Uh, she won. And it is a very interesting performance. I'll just say that. Sandra Who Bullock, else? Gravity, which had she not won for the blind side, I'm pretty convinced. Do you she, think she would have won for this? She would have been the winner that year. Yeah. Right. Because it would have been the, oh, we owe her. And I thought that this would have been a better film for her to have won because I thought she was really great in Gravity. Right. Judy Dench for Philomena, you know. I've never seen it. Oh, yeah, no, I what? know that movie. Yeah, Oh, come I on. Have, that's I a, do, that's do. a yeah, Bill yeah, special yeah. served yes, up I do. Yeah, with yeah, a yeah, side yes, of cheese. Yes, yes, with Steve Coogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah he, he he played it down like he, didn't, he wasn't so <laughs> coogan in that film. <laughs> he actually no, co-wrote Alan it. Partridge. Yeah, that's right. Right. Uh, have you seen those trip movies? Uh, I've seen two of the four. I've seen the first two and part of the third, and I do want to see the fourth one. Um, but that's what it reminds me of, like if you and I went on like a road trip to I, like go I eat, really, like, I, the first, the first two are incredible. I mean, the first you can like have really, me do really my impersonation yeah, at the you dinner can do table. Your Andy Robinson, like you don't do it. Now. You do a terrible Andy like, Robinson. You, you'd be like, <laughs> I'd like to order the lobster, Jimmy. No, 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 no. <laughs> have the shrimp. Uh, okay, so then the last nominee for Best Actress that year was Amy Adams for American Hustle. I thought she was fantastic. She was. She was good. So here are two nominee potentials that I'm going to throw out. And I mean, I don't feel super strongly that they were robbed, but I maybe like them better than than the unseen performance of Meryl Streep in August Osage County. Uh, Greta Gerwig for Francis Ha. I like right. that performance. And then Julie Delpy for Before Midnight. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of the uh, the original. Uh, the, the whole series, yeah. yeah. That one's my least favorite of the three, but I still like it. 
Right. Any other, do you have anybody for 2013 that was deserving? Nobody's jumping out at me right now. Okay. I know this is what's so funny is that I just, uh, I thought I would have more names. And at the time I always remembered what this person didn't get nominated and Meryl Streep took it away from that one. But now these names are just, they're disappearing. It's in the ether. 2014, this is a supporting role. And again, it's like, seriously, you're just so itching to give her a nomination for anything that you got to give her a nomination for her performance in Into the Woods. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, I think she does a, a fine job. Yeah. Yeah. You I didn't know, have a problem I, I, with I her. I think but it's, it's it, that's a movie I saw. Yep. Took Great. my kids to go see. Oh, yeah. Your daughters <laughs> probably won't love it. You, oh, you got it. You got it. It was a birthday party movie. So okay. there you go. Uh, so, you know, so she's there now. The winner and wasn't going to lose, shouldn't have lost one of the great performances of the decade, Patricia Arquette in Boyhood. Yes. You're saying yes, but did you actually see Boyhood? No. Oh, Shame. dude, I knew Shame. it. I knew it. you and Teal. What the hell, man? It's one of the best films of the decade Shame. and neither one of you seen it. I, I just haven't gotten around Shame. to doing it. Well, maybe you should, one, of those one of your boys, you should watch it. Shame. It's a really good, I mean, it's fantastic, Bill. And it's a real yeah, I, journey and you got to see it. I look. I, I know all the right. whole story about all everything, right. and I've listened to you rag teal about it. So I'm I, now I realizing to- that you were the wrong person to pick for this uh, <laughs> bit. No, all right. Anyway, but we had to get it done. Uh, Laura Dern for Wild, small performance, uh, definitely what I can used to consider a supporting performance, right? And now a supporting performance has to be almost the lead. But you know, sometimes it's those like little small important supporting characters that used to get nominated. What was the what's wild about again? Uh, it's where Reese Witherspoon is her daughter and has had a lot of problems and addictions, and she goes walking like the Appalachian Trail. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good. Definitely movie. never saw it. No, it's a pretty good movie. Emma Stone, Birdman. Yeah, it's good. Not a movie I really enjoyed that much, I'll be honest. But yeah. Uh, and then this one, this is a real throwaway, in my opinion. Movie is just, it hasn't aged well. As a matter of fact, the second that the uh, celluloid hit the screen, it's just stopped aging well, was uh, Kira Knightley in The Imitation Game. You know, it's that's you talked about before The Iron Lady as being kind of a TV movie, and that's sort of the way I feel about The Imitation Game. Yeah. You know, and you're right, and Kira Knightley's performance um, kind of from A to B, that's about it. We got two more performances, two more years of Meryl Streep performances. We can do this. Okay. 2016, and I have not seen this movie either. It just, it's one of those things where it sits in my queue and I'm like, I don't know, do I really feel like spending two hours with Florence Foster mm. Jenkins? Mm. Mm. Best actress? I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. I've just seen clips, uh, you know, for this. And my father-in-law really, really, like, he still asks, he can't even see right now, but he still asks, like, he wants to see this movie. <laughs> well, he likes singing, right? He was an opera yes. singer, correct? Yes, yes, exactly. So yeah. he really, he really wants to see it. It's, and he, like, before it even came out, he knew the whole story and everything. Right, right. So yeah. So who else was not? All right, the winner, in my opinion, in my opinion, counts. <laughs> the winner was Emma Stone, La La Land. I thought she deserved to win. A hundred percent, she was incredible. Then this is this one is a surprise only because foreign actresses don't always make the cut, and that means enough people had to watch this movie and weren't repulsed enough that they would, you know, actually vote for it. Uh, it is a it's an interesting performance, I would say. Is Isabel Huppert in L? I've never seen it, but I love Isabel Huppert. She's like great in everything. But it's also uh, it's also Mr. Showgirls, Mr. Starship Troopers. <laughs> Is it Paul Verhoeven? Yeah, it's a Verhoeven, man. <laughs> Verhoeven is back. Uh, so you got to check that out. And then uh, Ruth Nega 
for loving. Great performance, actually. Right. No, I've never seen that. Kind of a TV movie, but it's still a good performance. Right. Uh, And then, of course, Natalie Portman for Jackie. Yes. I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, I actually saw that. I thought she was good as well. This this year, again, I didn't didn't see Florence Foster Jenkins, so did she deserve it? I don't know, but I do think that there are two- Do you have another title? Who else? No, those are the five. But is there anyone else who you think- Yeah, uh, Yeah, I'm telling you now. There are two people that I think deserve to be nominated. Amy Adams in Arrival. Yeah, she was great in that. She was really good. That was a surprise that she didn't. So I think, uh, well, I I think that uh, if I have to go for the robbery, I'm going to go for Florence Foster Jenkins. It's like Meryl (laughs) Streep. We've got enough. We've got, you know, that was her 20th nomination. Did she? I mean, Amy Adams, come on. And then Annette Bening for 20th Century Women, one of her best performances. Never saw that. Really good. What's, What's that about? It's about 20th Century Women. Okay. It's about a guy. It's actually, it's like a semi-biographical film of the guy who wrote and directed it growing up with a kind of a spirited uh, single mom in San Francisco in the 70s. And she had sort of a boarding house kind of thing going on. And it was really this about this guy and how he was influenced being sort of raised by a bunch of different women in right. this house. It's a really good film and a great performance by Annette Bening. You should check it out. And I'm talking about you, the listener. We know Bill's never going to watch it. Um, he's got a whole laundry <laughs> list of movies now that I've shamed him about that he's got to catch up on. Uh, anyways, so we're now down to 2017. I don't even have necessarily people that should have been ahead of her. But I can tell you that, in my opinion, Meryl Streep wouldn't even have come across my desk as a Best Actress candidate for The Post. Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. It's, you know. It's what uh, yeah. you expect from her and Spielberg at this point. Yeah. I, I, I There are a lot of other better performances. Yeah. This is a weird year, though, because I don't like almost every one of the performances nominated, which is rare. The winner, and I didn't like this movie at all three billboards outside ebbing missouri francis mcdormand i thought she was okay but i i didn't see it i didn't see oh, it. oh my god another one uh yeah i didn't like it another movie and i loathe this one best picture and i hate this movie she was fine in it but i just hate this movie is sally hawkins the shape of water yeah i fell asleep on it it was a terrible <laughs> film and you know what the person who would really like this kind of film was my wife she didn't see it in the theater with me she was all excited to finally see it and I expected that, well, she likes that sort of sci-fi and all this stuff, and she's going to love it. She's like, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So I was like, vindication. <laughs> this movie is just not cool. Another performance that, well, she was all right, but I just didn't like it uh, that much was Margot Robbie and I, Tanya. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought she did a, an okay job. I, I think she's Never bought her as, as uh, Tanya Harding. I just didn't. I mean, I bought her as Margot Robbie as Tanya Harding. Right. And, you know, it's just Tanya Harding really, you know, was rough around the edges. I actually thought that Sebastian Stan as her husband, Jeff Galuli, was good. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah. Galuli. <laughs> no, I remember Galuli. Sebastian. Yeah. Well, I only remember because Letterman used to always go Galuli. Galuli. Did you hear that, Paul? <laughs> Galuli. <laughs> Yay! Okay, enough of the Letterman. Uh, then the one I think probably should have won the Best Actress that year, nominated but didn't win, uh, Saoirse Ronan, Lady Bird. Yeah, I never saw it actually. Oh my God, Another you one. didn't see any of those nominated performances. <laughs> no, I didn't. The most you saw was half of Sally Hawkins having sex with a fish. <laughs> but you fell asleep before the nasty sex with a fish part. Yeah, before we got to the fish guts. <laughs> oh man, I gotta tell you, it just didn't work for me, dog. <laughs> 
So that's it. Those are the those are all the nominees. I guess. You but know. you don't have. You said you really don't have anybody else you do squeeze in. I can't think of them right now. You know, maybe I ran out of time to preparing, but uh, at the time I probably thought. But you know, now like I'm, I think what has happened is like you, I don't get to see tons of movies like I used to. I mean, I used to be able to see like you know sixty movies a year. Jimmy, you used to do you used to do a comprehensive list. Every I don't do year. that. I don't do that anymore. You saw everything. Yeah, I used to see a lot. Yeah, I mean, you saw everything, and you used to go out to the theater to see it. But now I see you know the stuff that critics and whatnots tell me I should see. And of course, now you know what, I, how many movies uh, from 2020 I've seen in the theater this year? <laughs> Zero. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen any. I mean, I've only seen a few movies regardless. I did like uh, The Defy Bloods. Did you see that? Uh, I haven't, yes. Oh, man. Well, you know, but I, you, you have been, been watching stuff, and that's just great. And you've been watching Criterion, so that's good, too. Yeah, you know, it's I try to squeeze and stuff. With, you do you know, what you can. Between the kids and everything, you know. I, what I did see was... Um, on Criterion was that uh, French series about Carlos the Jackal. Of course you did. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Um, but that just seems like it's, a, well, it's a, that's the whole thing is, right? Everybody has some very specific tastes. And what's so great about Criterion is you can go and figure out, whoa, hey, what films do they have in the genres that I like? And they just have so much. I mean, right. I've got like, I got like literally 40 or 50 movies that I'm in various stages of watching. And for whatever reason, I don't get to always, you know, watch all of them. And then I kind of focus in. So like this month, uh, they're doing the Australian New Wave. Yes, that's, um, I started watching The Last Wave the other night. I, I've got that in the queue. I want to see that because I've never seen it. So what I usually do, because I don't have a lot of time anymore, right, in life. And there's so many things I want to watch. I try to focus on films that I've always wanted to see or felt I should have seen but haven't uh, right. with occasional rewatches. But uh, I'm focusing on a film that I was obsessed with wanting to see as a kid because I'd see the little uh, clip in the um, I I'd focus on the little clips I see in the newspaper. And there was a film. Obviously, I loved coming of age stories. And there was one that always attracted my attention was uh, Bruce Bar Beresford's like first sort of uh, import into America was uh, Puberty Blues. I saw it. I saw it when I was young. Oh, really? So I'm watching this thing now. Oh my God, this is risque. Like they 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 don't make uh, teen coming of age movies like this anymore. And apparently, no, it was a, and they actually even toned it down from the book. Yeah. I, that's what I heard that 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 it's a very controversial book, and they had to raise the age yes. of the kids. Uh, and what somebody I was reading was, and this is all fascinating. Sometimes what I'll do is if I'm not watching it all in one sitting, I watch a chunk and then I start reading a little bit about it. Was that where the sexual awakening was happening in the late 50s all through the 60s in America? The sexual awakening in Australia didn't really start happening until the mid 70s. And that was right after Vietnam. And probably because there was a lot of soldiers that would go uh, from the United States when they were on like leave, they'd go to Australia because my uncle, my dad's uh, twin brother, was telling me that's where he would go. They would give him some R&R really? &R in, in Australia. Right. And uh, for whatever the reason, so they're starting to tell their stories from like, you know, the promiscuity and kind of sexual independence uh, for girls in this period. And so that's really where the focus of that book came from. This girl's experiences growing up in the mid seventies. And so this is like, you know, early eighties, but the frankness and just the way that the kids behave and act and what they're focused on. It's a lot like how I remember kids acting when I was in high school in the late eighties. Yes. And the thing about it also is that it, um, it has elements that are kind of like a teenage sex comedy and yet it's yes. not funny. 
and yet it's not no funny. but that's that's the brilliance of australian comedy that's what i call it. my me and my wife call it is that anything that's supposed to be a comedy in australia is gosh darn depressing <laughs> like muriel's wedding, <laughs> muriel's I mean, wedding. There, there's a movie right where it's billed as a comedy the mom hates the family so much that she kills herself yes laugh it up muriel <laughs> Yes. Like that's the ultimate. And that same year, like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, that's supposed to be a comedy, but it's actually very depressing. Um, so that I coined the phrase Australian film comedies is really about the movies. Well, that you forgot about Yahoo Serious, though. Oh, yeah. He was their version of comedy. I know. It's a very strange thing that goes down there in uh, Australia. But anyways, uh, I don't know whether you enjoyed this little bit of uh, Meryl Streep. Did she deserve it? Well, what do you think about? Well, can you make a can you make a generalized statement about Meryl Streep? And, well, I think her performance is. I don't think she's ever really puts in a bad performance. So that's what's interesting. And I think there's times where she's put in absolutely amazing. But I think time and time again, she was a default to like, oh, it's a great Meryl Streep performance, and people didn't really look any shades deeper into all the other great acting performances. And sometimes they even just said, well, she's best actress when I don't think she was. So that's where I think a lot of the did she deserve it came in. It was like, oh, I see. You know, right. you know that if Meryl Streep's in a film nine times out of ten, she's probably going to get nominated for that performance. And that's just weird to me. Right. And I, I mean, let's be honest. She's a brilliant technician, I would say, in mm. terms of how she's – and I know that sounds like a knock. Well, it's always – she's always likable. Like, I mean, when I see, oh, Meryl Streep's going to be in a movie, it usually has sort of a, a built-in pedigree, right? Music from the heart, I found totally unlikable. It's like I said, I, it's, it's a character. And again, this is a very personal thing. But and, – and that, I suppose – is one of these things where you start to see, and when I talked about her as a technician, when you start to kind of become aware of her, the devices, the tricks, let's say, that she uses to kind of put together a performance, I, you know, and, and that's usually you don't see the, the seams in her performance. And, you know, there are times, I think, where you can become aware of um, some of the things that she does. And, you know, again, it's kind of a knock, you know, it, because she really is brilliant. She's absolutely brilliant at putting together performances. But, you know, you can kind of see sometimes the seams. And, and that's just, you know, that that's that the way it is with all artists, you know, that, um, and uh, so, I mean, just think that um, you're absolutely right. She does always give, you know, good performances for the most part, but sometimes, you know, they're they're obviously not all equal. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, so, okay. So we've now we've finished that skit. I don't know. Uh, you know, the only other actor or actress that com comes close to her nomination tabulations is uh, Jack Nicholson. I think he has like thirteen or something. But uh, so maybe sometime and, we'll go Jack Nicholson. Did he deserve it? Or but he has a lot of he has a lot of over the top performances that weren't nominated. I think there's a a lot fewer nominations for Meryl Streep where you were expecting she'd be nominated and she wasn't. Right. And also Catherine Hepburn. Didn't she have at one point the record? She had a lot, but, you know, we're going to go back and try to f see all those films <laughs> she was nominated <laughs> in, you know, so uh, we'll see. That's more my speed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Betty Davis, too, also was nominated a ton. Okay. So uh, this is it for uh, James Kent, your host, and Bill Muir, my uh, esteemed guest host. and Substitute. Uh, well, no, you're just a yeah, now you're just a guest. You're you're a guest. Um, I don't know when you'll be back on again. I don't know when we'll be back on again. This you know we maybe we gotta figure out if Teal's coming back anytime soon, and if not, then I gotta scramble to see what we're gonna be doing. So enjoy this episode. Uh, it will not be our last. All right, talk to you later, people. Bye. No, no bye from you, Bill. Okay, bye. <laughs>
<laughs> Cheapers. Shame. 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 <laughs>